Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Artificial intelligence, employment branding, and talent acquisition? Oh my. The usefulness or uselessness of AI employment branding in recruiting. So that's what we're talking about today. Today's quote, this is what Steve Jobs understood. Brands are defined not by the best thing on the product, but by the worst thing. Any idea who said that, Miss MJ? Scoble, I believe. It was Robert Scoble. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. We do this by identifying a specific problem and providing solutions to help you win the hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Ms. MJ Shores. She is a chief marketing strategist and <laughs> technology <laughs> trends analyst with a rich and diverse professional background in public policy, business, and technology. She's a sought out um, for her far-reaching cross-industry and cultural insights. MJ has been a panelist and keynote speaker at industry and special interest groups or events around the globe. And she has been featured in Business Week, Financial Times, Wall Street Journal, MSNBC, China Post, and other media. And I'm having a tough time today, especially <laughs> since my computer crashed earlier. MJ, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. And thank you for being patient for, with me already. <laughs> Certainly all right. See, and you were worried about you, and you didn't know that I was just going to be a train wreck. <laughs> well, good. I'm in good company. We're on the same track. <clears throat> Absolutely. Today, we're going to cover the role AI plays in employment branding and hiring. We're going to talk about what works and what doesn't work. And then we're going to talk about the roadmap on where and how to invest your time actually deploying AI in employment branding. So we're covering a bunch of stuff today, right? I hope so. <laughs> right. At least part of it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the relationship between AI and employment branding. Walk me through that. Employment branding is when you try to attract people to your company. And we often have a perspective inside our company of what our brand is. Sure. We come up with our core values. We create all these wonderful pamphlets and website materials that describe to prospects and the public and the world who we are. Artificial intelligence helps us learn where the disconnects are between what we say we are and who we are by monitoring the World Wide Web, social media sources, there are hundreds and thousands of them out there, and by helping regulate the talent acquisition process, they help build a brand and reduce those disconnects between what we say and what people observe by helping us respond to talent in a more timely and efficient manner and more consistently. So how does AI help employment branding? It helps in many ways. One of the first things is it helps respond to talent much more quickly by creating an automated process. So things that typically are routine end up being assumed by AI and instead of HR people. So you can be a, a busy HR executive and you can talk to Alexa and say, Alexa, can you please tell me what the attribution rate of our employees is in Singapore and the U.S. for the last 12 months? 
She can do it. <laughs> you said, and you said Alexa, and, and our engineer Paul's Alexa just went off. <laughs> there we go. You can also All right, use so it, routine functions. Routine functions, exactly. Okay. It also can help you with routine data. Data analytics is huge. It can help you learn how your talent pool of prospective applicants learns about you, what your most effective methods of marketing are for them, and also learning where the best places for talent are. The third thing is that it can also automate a lot of things like scheduling interview appointments. You can have chat bots that respond to emails in a very friendly and warm, humane manner, <laughs> unlike HR, who's often overwhelmed. So people feel like they're not neglected. If, if you look at some of the research about millennials, it says 80% of them get frustrated if they do not receive a response within eight, within like 10 minutes. I know I do. Yeah, me too. I like to get responses right away. I'm going to take us off topic. What about AI-related like auto-dialers? I mean, those are the most annoying things to me. I can't stand them. But did they have any room in this process? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> God, me too. I hope it dies. I mean, the, I think the whole idea of AI is use it to augment human processes, not to create Emulated. wedges. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So we're talking about routine functions, extra extracting data, and then automating the process. I agree with you on that 100%. That's where I see it is working. Or is it not working? Well, some of the problems is the technology is still sort of in a beta stage and a lot of it's new. So, for example, we use it for automatic tracking systems. You know, you submit your resume online. An automatic tracking system takes that resume, it matches it up against a job description, and it sees how many keywords match on both of them. Sure. As you and I both know, that's not always the best way to identify talent. Terrible way. It's a terrible way. Now, there is some natural learning processing that's happening where the artificial intelligence is getting smarter and it's learning to look at semantics and context, but we're still a long way from them being able to look at something and dig beneath the text or keywords to really... Well, it needs to be able to go out and extract data that's not on a resume and be able to aggregate that about a person to be able to effectively do that job. Yeah. I don't see that happening anytime soon, do you? No, and they're, they are getting a little bit better at AI being able to discern what the recruiter intent was behind a string of words. So instead of saying you are good at IT, it might give you a sense of what areas and what some of your programming skills are. But, okay, so we're, if we're talking about engineering talent or people in that realm in IT, they don't write great resumes. As a matter of fact, most people don't write great resumes. And so they hire resume writers to help them out. They optimize those their resumes off, often with keywords to get the interview. But the fact of the matter is, most good people don't take the time to sit down and write a resume. No, but if you look at resumes, just to be a devil's advocate, mm, please. about 75% of resumes that are submitted online are never even read. Oh, yeah, they're scanned over about three seconds. So to the extent that AI can at least get better at weeding out maybe the bottom part of the pool, it can be helpful. So, for example, AI is now getting better at not looking just at job titles, right? So you could be a marketing manager at one company. Somebody else could be a marketing assistant, and your roles could actually be pretty comparable because of the difference. So while it's not ideal, it at least is better than ignoring resumes because some may come up to the surface that wouldn't have been seen without it. 
Obvious mis- mismatches, yes. But there's a lot of people who get screened out who are probably close and they probably b- would be the best person for the job. But because of the fact that they don't get on those keywords and actually recruiters uh-huh. don't necessarily take the time to go through every resume either. They just kind of scan them for keywords and, and buzzwords and like hot buttons, whatever, yeah. you know, where they might have went school or where they're working, that sort of thing. They don't take the time to naturally like just call that person to make sure that that person is good or not. Well, and as you know, a lot of people, especially if they're early in their <clears throat> career in HR, don't always have the ability to read beyond the text and to identify the talent. And that's one reason a lot of firms now are starting to use employee referrals. And AI, by the way, can help that too. Because AI can take your employee referrals, then also look at their contacts in different social media sources to kind of expand that network, which then does uncover a lot of talent that you don't strictly through a resume. Well, what do you mean by employee referrals? Because that's usually the number one way in which companies will find people. It's not really the number one way. They encourage it, but there's often not a lot of follow-through. Employees don't know that their candidates have been considered. It, it is the most successful route. In large companies, you're right. Okay. I'm sure that people get startups. They definitely work the... the uh, the employee referral pool. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. Right. And a lot more tension goes into that. Um, employee referrals in larger companies. Yeah, I don't I can speak to that because I don't work with a lot of large companies, but I would yeah. imagine a lot falls through the cracks. A lot do. And a lot of the data show that it is passive talent, which is something you talk about a lot. So even if it's a referral, it's it's almost like a marketing talk about cold lead. Yeah. Maybe not even a warm lead. Well, it needs to be cultivated. It needs to be. Like you need to have a conversation. You need to get somebody engaged. Exactly. It's a, it's a totally different. It's a nurturing program, right? It is a nurturing program. See, and AI. I was paying attention to my marketing. <laughs> and AI frees you up to do the nurturing because you're not doing the routine work. Good key point on where it's working, which I think we didn't mention, right? Because it does free up a lot of time to work on those things that actually make a difference. Exactly. Ooh. Okay. Here's where I feel that AI doesn't work is it doesn't engage people. And I think even employer branding does not engage people. And there's a lot of people out there selling the fact that these two things are like the answer to everybody's prayers, but it's really not. It is not the answer to everybody's prayers, but you'd be surprised. I read something this morning, actually. Okay, this this one here. And there was a artificial intelligence presence that became a major influencer for a company mm-hmm. and attracted millions and millions of followers that the company believed led to increased sales and it was not a real human being and people on the other end didn't even know it. But okay, so it led to increased sales, but right. not recruiting. No, not recruiting. But <laughs> that also affects the image and the branding of the company because if it's a key influencer, you associate that personality and the strength of its profile with your brand. Sure. But this isn't something that most companies have the ability to gain. No, Most companies are not going to be able to gain millions of users. I mean, I would imagine, was it a very large brand? Yeah, it was fairly large. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got the money behind you to be able to do yeah. that... And it's probably a small portion of millions for a billion-dollar company, right? Like, I would imagine it wasn't that significant in retrospect. Yeah, But but to your point about what's not working, because AI is so new, Mm -hmm. there are mistakes that are happening. For example, Facebook in 2017 had a couple of chatbots 
that created their own programming language. Nobody could decipher it. So they hmm. disbanded the chatbots and then they reprogrammed them to only create programming in English. Yeah. And then you have examples of other companies, right? Amazon or Microsoft have had shut down like a, a Twitter yeah. AI or others because they were either showing bias in how they evaluated things or in the way they express things. Oh, wow. On that's interesting. Media. So AI is showing bias. Yes. It, oh, it's not supposed to, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a good way for us to do our quick break. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Heal a person's pain points and attract amazing people to your company. Sign up for our free webinar at stridesearch.com. Our guest today is MJ Shore. She is a chief marketing strategist and technology trends analyst. And we're talking about the intersection between AI and employment branding. This has been kind of one-sided on the AI side, right, so far? I think we're a long, 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 long way off before you can automate the process of actually engaging humans in an effective manner, especially humans that are not actively looking for jobs. Right now, all the crazes, people want passive talent. And in this market, it's really all that's available are people that are already working in jobs. You have to go out and poach people from other companies. Exactly. So what ends up happening is that I think people are trying to automate this whole process, and I don't see it being effective. I don't see the whole process being automated, but I definitely think it can augment the human aspects. And with robots and AI becoming your newest colleagues, it's good to have that involved in the process as well. Thankfully, that's not for any startups yet. So <laughs> let's talk about a roadmap. So what I'd like to do on the second part of this show is really like dig into, let's, let's give our audience some sort of roadmap or something they can take and plug into their company. Go for it. Okay. So I think the first thing is to actually train HR in technology. What happens in a lot of companies is IT comes in and they pick the platform, they help implement it, but they don't always understand the end uses of it by HR. Tech, HR technology has been people who are trained in social sciences, liberal arts. They're really good with interpersonal skills but they haven't always had the technical training or bandwidth to be able to work closely along with IT or computer scientists to implement technologies that best meet their needs. Can I take that back a, a little bit? Absolutely. I think training is important across the board for not just on the technology side, but also augmenting and, and learning new recruiting techniques. And I find there's a bottleneck a lot of times with hiring managers. They need to be trained too. Yes. Interview. This has become a commercial on you need to train your people. <laughs> don't yeah. rely on HR, train your people. Yeah. So I think the second thing sure. is don't be overwhelmed with AI technology, the new tools. Start up small. There are a lot of tools that are free. The downside is not the same as with Facebook's chatbots. <laughs> and you could start out with a simple virtual assistant that's at the bottom of your computer screen, your website. And it is solely driven by information that you have in your FAQs. You can use that to answer questions when you are offline. What are FAQs for us that don't know? Frequently asked questions. See, I'm just not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, start small, play with it. Okay. Um, Try some of the things out. There are some things that are very useful. They're even like 
scheduling. There are lots of applications out there. There's something called Amy that can actually go in, look at all the calendars within a department, see the empty spots, and automatically, as soon as they get an email from an applicant, schedule it. You also have... Well, wait, that would require that people talk to people. Well, no. Don't we want to avoid that? Well, I don't know, do we? I'm being sarcastic. I, my my dig on this is that a lot of recruiters don't like to call people. They want to do it all via email and okay, kind of old school that way. I think it's really important that you talk to people. Yeah. Especially but, when you're in the people business. Exactly. And then, yeah. So, and then I think the, the third thing is that it can be really helpful with social listening. Like we no longer as companies own our brand. Our brand is owned by everybody, both within the company, people who are on social media. There's been a whole democratization of information and businesses because of social media. Mm -hmm. So AI can actually troll hundreds and hundreds of social media at one time. They can see what the discussion is about your brand, good and bad. So you know how to leverage what is working well and then maybe minimize the downside or risk of some bad press and hit it very quickly before it becomes an issue. So where does somebody monitor their, their brand? I'm a small startup. Where do I start and how do I actually monitor that to make sure that I'm aware of what my brand is? Oh, you just stay on the internet 24 hours a day. That's all, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Start trolling Facebook. Exactly. Well, there are what they call social monitoring or social listening tools. Now, the more expensive ones can cost you upwards of 10 grand a month, but there are some that are a little less expensive. You can even do something as makeshift as like Google Alerts, but What they do is give you regular reports on all the different social media outlets and what the discussion is. And then you can actually go in. Let's say there is a discussion somewhere about your company that's not great. You can go in and leverage your own input or you go in Glassdoor, right? Somebody gives you a really bad review. Well, if you know that there's a bad review there, you as the employer can go and say, oh, I'm so sorry, Rick, that you had such a bad experience in your hiring process here. Um, reach out to me. I'd love to talk, talk with you further about this. That's a really important point. People need to do that. Don't ignore them. Exactly. I see that all the time where you'll see three or four bad Glassdoor reviews. And then all of a sudden you'll see like three or four really good Glassdoor reviews, which you can totally tell are fake. Yes. Yes. Well, they're supposed let's to. Com- let's combat that with, hey, can you go in and write a Glassdoor review for It's easy to pick that out. Yeah. And then I think the fourth thing that you can use for in terms of your roadmap is AI can help detect red flags, right? So if it's monitoring the social sphere, if it comes up with something bad about an applicant or anyone, it's not that we're looking for things to find reasons not to to, uh, employ people. You know, a, a good HR firm or department will be looking for reasons to hire talent, right? Absolutely. Um, but it can also help you see where the red flags, things on the horizon, and help monitor your brand so that while you never have complete control over it, you minimize the downside and damage. Yeah, you should always be working on screening people in rather than out. Yes. And then once you get them in, figure out whether or not they fit your culture. That's right. I learned that from you. Oh, you listened to the show. I do. <laughs> All right, MJ, we just have a few moments here. What would be your three key takeaways for our audience? I think the first one we just talked about is brands are no longer owned by companies. The second thing is that AI can and will enhance the candidate experience and talent acquisition if we use it wisely. I see that (laughs) look on your face. And then I think if we use AI wisely, it will enable HR to become humane again. 
it's really key that you utilize it in such a way that it keeps you on more productive activities that actually will help you do the things that you need to do to be successful in recruiting. All right. So doing a spreadsheet yeah. of where your attrition rates are, you got Alexa doing that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't say that name again. It'll start going off. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I will say that I don't ever see AI replacing human interaction. So I really encourage everybody to reach out and touch someone. <laughs> like the old AT&T commercial or whatever. <laughs> MJ, we're just about out of time for today's show. I want to thank you for your time investment today and thank, well, thank you, you for being a guest. Um, now, what would be the best way for members of our audience to reach you and find out about you and, and maybe hire you, ah. get your expertise? You got a lot of really good docs. So. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. By the way, she's helped me out tremendously and she's awesome. Aww. Just saying. Well, we spoke at a recent event down in San Diego, so yep. and uh, I shared the stage with him. He was great. Ah, uh, uh, okay. We just had that moment. All right, so, <laughs> people, reach you. <laughs> so the best way to reach me would be on LinkedIn. www.linkedin/in/mjshores. Mm-hmm. I know that's surprising. Um, you can reach me on Twitter. You can reach me. Probably those are the best. Is names. there an email to get somebody? Yeah, in? my email address. Uh, you could use. M-J-S-H-O-R-E-S, M-J Shores, 100, at gmail.com. I do marketing strategy. I do public speaking on technology trends and next business practices. And she's very good, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. Thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening, and we welcome your feedback, even though every once in a while I guess blast me. I, I don't get sensitive about that. Anyway, you can join the Higher Power <laughs> community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com, or you can drop me an email at rick at stride, S-T-R-I-D-E, search, S-E-A-R-C-H dot com to find out about our passive talent webinars and workshops. I'd love to have you join me. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Martin Harrington. He's a senior vice president of tech services for TechChorus Consulting, Inc. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for listening Woo. to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.